1: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law david eichel 24 7 sports host of Swarmcast, cast very pleased to be joined by i'm gonna say first team all-american and somehow not first or second team all big 10 we'll we'll talk about that we'll talk about Kayvon Merryweather's merriweather's career and much more but at Kayvon, i know you and i have you know I, i've interviewed you numerous times and and on the record or with the group of reporters, but I really really appreciate you taking time uh to hang out with me for a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Most definitely, man. Always, you know, I'm
1: always willing to conversate, have a talk a little bit. So I know you're you are in Florida right now training for the NFL draft, correct? Mm-hmm. Well the senior you have you're you're participating in the senior oh. bowl as well, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, senior bowl first. I think I we go out there January, it starts January 29th is when I have to be out there and the game is on February 4th. So
1: yeah. Okay. So be sure. So stay tuned for that. Lock in your DVRs, all that sort of stuff. But came on before we start. I got a beef with you and I didn't want to start this, but is it high- violating me on Twitter? High- I knew it. <laughs> you absolutely violated me on Twitter. And here's the here's the thing that people need to realize. And this is what makes it so much like funnier. You know, you, you get your NFL draft announcement. Yeah. You don't tweet anything. Nothing until else. you call me out about my height and the thing is you still haven't tweeted since you called me out.
0: About my height. <laughs> listen listen i i wasn't see i was trying to get off social media right and then you know I, I i posted that and i was like bet i'm done but i didn't delete the app and so the first thing that i see when i come up on twitter is every is you talking is somebody talking about your height and i said i have to chime in i was like i say, i have to say something something has to be said here now and, and that was a perfect opportunity but the but what makes it even funnier is how everybody thought i was being like completely serious about yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. bro like like it was it like, ain't that deep. it was not that it was not that deep it was not that deep, bro. People were calling you names and everything. I was like, I was like, dang,
1: I was like you Yah. DM me after and you're like, these people are taking it too far. And I'm yeah, like, way this way is too way what it
0: is this? <laughs> David Ike the liar. I'm like, I'm like, dang. Somebody DM me, good way to call him out on his BS. I said, I was, I was like, <laughs> like, I was just like, bro, y'all are
1: taking this way too far i just remember like well the thing was it wasn't even like you replied to me like you wanted the attention you quote tweeted it and everything <laughs> and then you got patrick mccaffrey you had a few other athletes like your teammates chiming in and stuff and i'm just like man i'm i'm cooked that was, like that was, i'm that was, you know, good.
0: that was that was like the way i wanted to go that was beautiful <laughs>
1: But it's okay. I got, uh, well, the thing was, too, which I don't know if you realize it, like it got to the point where I was talking about on radio shows. Like, oh, Kayvon Merriweather called out, you're right, Dave, do you have anything to say? And I'm like, hey, man, no comment, no interviews this time. The truth (laughs) will set us free. It's eventually going to come out. Uh, Well, the thing was, too, it wasn't uh, really quick before we move on. It wasn't even like you called me out. You're like, when did you hit a growth spurt? And I was like, oh. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, great. I point the camera down to you in interviews. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Oh, that was funny.
0: Good. I, that, no. was, that, was a neat that was definitely good. That was yeah.
1: Good. Well, the thing is, too, and this is why I try to tell people, too, and I think you'd agree with this. It's like, obviously, fans are fans, and they see parts of you. But it's like, I, I talk to you every week during the season. Like, yeah. we have a professional relationship. And people are just acting like it's, it's it's not that. And I'm like, I've been talking to Kayvon for five years, too. Like Literally. Uh, yeah. funny. Uh, is it, is it, is uh, like- yeah, I mean, I remember when we were talking to Big Ten Media Days this past year, I spent like 40 minutes. I got a really good interview with you. I'm hoping to use a lot of those quotes and stuff for a big feature I want to do on you before the NFL draft. So I, I haven't even told you that yet. So that's kind of my plan for it. But I remember it was Iowa football media day. I didn't talk to you and we were both walking out like at the same time. I think you were coming out of the building. I was finishing up interviews. I wrapped around. You're like, David, David, why don't you talk to me? And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I'm like, dang, bro. You talk to everybody. You ain't want to come up and, and, and speak to me. I was like, dang. I felt I some type of, I was like, maybe you had some, you know, some, some beef with me or something. <laughs> I, something. I was like, jeez. You talk to everybody. I was,
1: I was foreshadowing the height, Yeah. bro. Man. I knew that was coming. But, you know, Kayvon, I guess. You know, there's a lot of different ways we could go with this uh, with this interview. But, you know, I I guess for you, you know, obviously very accomplished career. I think one of the more underrated careers. I mean, you battled injuries early. I think that last year I remember talking to you in spring and you said, I have a chip on my shoulder because every one of my teammates got an all conference honor and I didn't. And, you know, we we talked to you and you. In interviews and whatnot about motivations going in the season, how much of a chip did you actually have on your shoulder because your teammates got some of that recognition and maybe you felt like you were still being a little bit slept on? I think
0: you know early on in this, like early on in the year and you know kind of early on in the season, I think I kind of did have that chip on my shoulder. Like mentally, I always would, would think about that. But I think once we once I got into to camp and like the season started going. I was just like, you know, as long as I play the best ball that I can play, as long as I play as hard as I can, you know, kind of, you know, be a leader for my teammates, you know, whatever I get at the end of the season, that's what I get. And, you know, if I just leave it all out there on the field, I can be, I can be happy with the, I can be ha- happy with the results and and what comes with it. So, you know, if I would have played this this season, and you know, I, I wouldn't have got any accolades, but I, I left it all out there, I would have been happy with how I ended my season because I know I left. Everything that I had out there on the field, but you know just even with the with the accolades that I did receive, you know I was definitely a hundred percent appreciative of them one that I thought should have with with everything okay, one of them <laughs> but but um but with everything that that I got this year, I think you know that just comes down to to all the work that I've been putting in, you know accumulating from year to year because i when I got here, I wasn't the best football player. Even in my second year, I would probably still – even the year I started in 2019, that one game that I played, yeah. I was – I'll be completely honest. I don't think, you know, I was 100% ready to, to be a, a starter and play at a high level on a, at a Big Ten University and play against other Big Ten schools. I, did, I don't think I was ready. But I think even – I tell people I, a lot of times – I lot this a lot of times. I think that injury helped me more than I thought at the time it helped me way more. I thought it, it completely changed my perspective of where I thought I was and how good I thought I was because I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a true sophomore. I'm starting, you know, I thought I was a man. I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I don't need no other help. Like I, I'm, I'm there. Um, But, you know, just sitting back and, and you know, watching Gino, Michael Ojemudia, Ojemudia Matt Hankins, who, the, who else do we have on that team? We had, uh we had jack jack that was jack's first year starting yep. at high level gino i think i already said gino dane came in as a as a, you know dane he's a crazy yeah. talent. you don't have too many freshmen who could come in and, and play at a high level um especially in coach parker's defense and, and especially in his back end but and that you know, cash you know, spot too specifically yeah, is sure. how much different assignments you gotta get exactly so like Just watching a lot of Giant Christian Welch, you know, all those people that we had on our D-line. I think just getting a chance to actually, like, hone in and and watch those guys work and um, just understand, you know, what it takes to play at a high level. I think that injury helped me and and let me look at the game from a different perspective and, you know, kind of put me in a mental state of, where I need to be to get to that point and how to be successful. So just being so that injury honestly helped me a lot more than than what I thought because it allowed me to learn continue learning the game because I was I was a hundred percent fresh. I know I'm probably taking this conversation so much farther than where the where the question really nah no, go for it. But um but um just you know that year you know being able to to take a step back and actually learn and look at the game from a different perspective and you know be able to to learn in the film room with coach parker and watching guys make mistakes watching guys make great plays um and then that allowed me in the next year in 2020 to potentially work my way back into you know into playing again and i think that's what helped me i think you know just being able to 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 continuously learn because i wasn't i wasn't 100% right. i didn't understand in 2019, I didn't understand the ins and outs of our defense like I should have, but having that year off and me getting hurt, I was able to to continuously learn more than what I was at. So I was able to continuously play at a high level, and in 2020, I came in and I played really well. 2021, I played well, and then I, I think this past season, just the accumulation of all that that I did in the years prior to, and I just had a really successful season.
1: See, it's interesting, though, when you hear like when I listen to you talk about I was I thought I was the man. Like I'm walking around my chest out, shoulders back like I'm him type vibes. Yeah. But you never have given that off in interview like at all. So but I've also talked to you enough off the record like this. The personality is the same. And I think people need to understand that. Like you are still the same person on camera, off camera Mm -hmm. from my perception. But what I want to go with is do you feel like when you think back to your mentality and you think back to your mindset, did you feel like – did that humble you, and did you need to be humbled to get to where you are now in preparation for you to take the next step in your professional career?
0: 100%. 100%. I think, you know, it, it definitely it definitely humbled me. Like, I'm a I – mean, trust me, I'm a very humble individual. Like, when, when – I mean, I've talked to you guys. I think I'm a very yeah. humble individual when it comes to just, you know, my, my athletic talents and what I've been able to do. But at that time, I think, you know, it definitely did humble me on where I was athletically and within the game of football. I thought I was way more advanced than what I was. Um and I think, you know, me not not me getting hurt, but me having to take a step back from that injury helped me in and make me realize like, you know, the work is never done. Like I think that's something that we say um in our program whenever we talk to the freshmen and the younger guys is, is a quote in the slight edge, a book that we all read uh that says the hay is never in the barn. You're you're never even you know, when when you think you've done your job and when you think your job is done, there's still more work to be done. So I think, you know, actually having to apply that technique from that book into my life is something that I was able to learn from that from that. Interview.
1: I think back to listening to Tory Taylor post game, which, by the way, I'm still a little bit surprised he's back for another year. But I know Iowa fans are ecstatic about that. But he called being captain the greatest honor of his life. And you think about your journey. You know, and where you were at. I mean, by the way, I've got you've said I don't know how many times you were unranked by 24-7. You were a three-star I was. Prospect. You you three star no. by us. If we could go back in time, if we could
0: go back in time, the day before I committed to the University of Iowa, I had no I had no I had no recruiting profile on 27 24/7 sports. What's the other one? What was what, what's the, Right, I had no, I had no like profile <laughs> on rivals. I had no profile on any recruiting services when it came to football. None, none at all. My name wasn't even in the record books. As soon as I committed, boom, three star. Boom, two star. I'm like, and then everybody wants to call me a two star commit. No, I would like to stick to the zero stars. I, I'm really, I would. It sounds so much better. It sounds so much better when you when you hear zero star recruit turned, you know. Turn yeah. on. That sounds so much better than the three star. I'm not just saying.
1: So when yeah. you get drafted, when so when you get drafted, and they talk about you. That's what you're going to want to tell them, right? You're like, do if you refer to me as a two or three star, I'm I'm a walk off this stage. Yeah, I ain't even talk to me. I'm a zero star recruit. I, I wear <laughs> <So> it, you... <laughs> I wear it. I wear
0: it, pr- I wear it proudly. I wear yeah. it pr- zero stars. I wear it proudly.
1: I know you were the last commit in that class. I was the last commit. No, and it wasn't. well. Yeah, but I think you were, from what I remember. And I know that Phil wanted to keep you tucked away.
0: Yeah, I was. I right? was
1: we, we've talked about that,
0: right? I committed, what, the Sunday before? The Sunday or Monday before? Uh, didn't like...
1: announce it till the morning of, I believe, right? hmm That was pretty
0: crazy. Yeah. That, my <laughs> my raccoon journey, is, that that was crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't even see that one coming. That was wild.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's wild looking back at, you know, again, your journey and where you were at because mm-hmm. – You know, I just because you're doing the podcast, you are a zero star. You know, a zero star guy, whatever. Zero star guy, good basketball player. I mean, I remember like obviously I knew about you because I covered your you know the recruitment. I did a couple stories on you, but I remember the first video I saw of you when you got to Iowa was posterizing that poor kid in the the uh, rec center.
0: (laughs) You know what's you know what's crazy? Spencer is going to kill me for this, but my very first poster was actually on Spencer Peters. I want Spencer <laughs> to understand he's so lucky that there's no film of what I did to him. Riley Moss, too. I dropped Riley two times. I'm talking about, like, hand to earth, knee on the ground. I dropped Riley Moss two times in one game, and I I put, you know, my private area on Spencer's head. You know, if <laughs> you're on Twitter, Spencer, you can quote this, but please let the people know what happened. That's all I'm saying. Like you can, You can't lie. You can't lie about that. Like we, now that we're done with you know with our with our careers and stuff like that, <laughs> I just want Spencer to start telling the truth about you know what really happens to him when we play basketball. That's well, to be I fair, think. he's
1: going to be back next year, but it he's is? not going to be playing. So oh, yeah. I, I, I can at least talk to him a little bit. Yeah, because because it's, it's so. Yeah, you.
0: Get, I just want Spencer to
1: know I love you, buddy. But that's something I'm never going <laughs> to let you do. Never, uh, not at all, not at all. Did you did you ever reach out to Fran to try to get on the basketball team for a game? Oh, I didn't reach out to Frank. I play. I actually I played with the basketball team a couple times.
0: I don't even know if I am I. Am I allowed to say? Yeah. Why not? Okay. You, you're, done. you're done. Oh yeah, I am done. I am done. But yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I played with the basketball team a couple times. I wish that when they had some injuries that I, I, I didn't even want to play in the game. I just wanted to get in the layup line. Yeah. You
1: know,
0: <laughs> a couple oohs and odds from the fans, you know what I mean? Like, hey, like, wow, we got Kayvon in the layup line. I didn't even have to step in the game. Now, if I could have stepped in the last 30 seconds, you know, maybe dribble the ball a little bit, I would have loved that. But did I want to play in the game? No, I didn't even have to. But, like, he could have, like, you know, been like, you come hop in the layup line with us. I don't have to know the no plays. I could have, you know, I could have did something. That's all. Well, remember
1: there was a the, the Nebraska basketball team a couple of years ago in the Big 10 yeah. tournament. They had they had a couple of football players that they, they played. They a did? couple of them. That was crazy. That was I wish. I, I think did. I think if they wanted to get you in, I think they would have had to seek like an approval or some waiver. Nah, but honestly, even even, even if you had played, I don't think it would have mattered cuz the NCAA doesn't care about anything right now. Yeah, they not nothing at all. Have
0: you seen how much these people are getting paid, bro?
1: That's that is crazy. Well, did you see the guy from uh, I wish I could remember his name that Florida quarterback Mm -hmm. commit there's Uh a rumor that he got offered 13 million dollars in nil and i i don't know all the details people can look it up but florida tried to back down or back off the offer a little bit the kid already signed and if they can't settle it there's a potential lawsuit that might happen now (laughs)
0: hey yeah college sports is gonna be crazy for the next couple years like the
1: wild i've been saying like
0: college sports is like the wild wild list right now it's honestly pretty crazy like people like you got 17 18 year old kids making a million dollars you know what i mean like yeah i'm not i'm not saying it's bad like trust me it's
1: not it's not bad but like
0: you you know it's gonna be it's gonna get interesting
1: Kayvon, you're not the type of guy to talk, you know talk trash about other guys getting bread. Like, let's be real, that's oh, not your. Nah, money. Nah, 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 nah. You, hey, you, you're literally money. on the doughboys, like, dude. Yeah. Hey, hey
0: I, I'm I'm all with it. Make your coins, make 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 your money. But boy, like, I wish they would have did this like four years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have did this a little bit a little bit of time ago.
1: I I do have to give you some credit, Kayvon, because I gave you crap about the height thing earlier and all that. But I do have respect for you. Because you did give me public credit for the Doughboy shirt when you and I talked about it Ten I Mead did. Day. You did.
0: Hey, you, you know what's so crazy? You honestly, that idea was 100% you. Not. no. Okay.
1: I mean, not saying 100%. 50. We're going to say 50. For the record, I'm not working with the athletes. We were talking. We were talking. Yeah. We, we were, were talking. just talking at Big Ten Media Days, bantering back Big and Big
0: forth. And after that, I was just like, yeah, that's 100% a great idea. I'm not going to lie to you. That, obviously, that's that's honestly what you know, like what's so crazy is we talked about making shirts, but like after you did that and like posted it, like I was just we were we were all talking. We was like, bro, we might as well do it. Like we've been talking about this for like a year and a half now. Like we might yeah. have shirts, and that idea was just like super. That that was just super crazy.
1: The weird part was I think we were talking about tattoo ideas or funny mm-hmm. tattoos, funny and then tattoos. we were talking about. You know, I think, again, I think Peyton Sanford needs to get the ice the ice cube tattooed on his wrist after what he did last night, right? <laughs> but, no, I know some people are curious about your basketball career and if you ever, you know, asked about uh, trying to get on the team. But, no, Kayvon, I, think, I guess
0: – I don't think I would be – I don't think uh, – I'm not going to lie. Fran looks a little – I watched him coach. He looks a little bit scary. I don't think I would have wanted to like, <laughs> walk in his office and be like, hey, Fran, like, you know, let me – let me hop in the layup lines. I don't think I would – I would have needed, like, you know, I would have needed him to invite me into his office to, to do that. I don't think I would have wanted to just walk in there.
1: Well, you know, Fran's like six, 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 seven as well. He like, is, that's –
0: He's huge. Yeah. yeah. No, he's good. He's
1: it, just, uh, by the way, a legit 6'7", okay? Yeah, like, nobody he's questions tall, it. Yeah, type he
0: was tall, tall as me sitting down. I don't need to – I'm good.
1: Uh, <laughs> Kayvon, I mean, I had a lot of people – ask me to to, at least touch on this a little bit. I think it is important because I think it's a very, I think this is a, this kind of springboarded your career to some extent, which is obviously a 2020, you know, racial disparity allegations against football team. You were one of the most outspoken people and outspoken players on the team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, I think they knew who you were, but that was the first time I really felt like you were able to put your personality out to the public because obviously you guys weren't allowed on Twitter before that. Yeah. You guys obviously kept a lot of stuff in house. Um, and I, I think you've touched on it a little bit in other interviews, but I just kind of want to have a one-on-one real quick about the thought process about your tweet that really springboarded it and why you felt, I want to say why you felt qualified to step up and be a leader. Cause I don't think that's the right terminology, but if you kind of catch my vibe, like what I made mean you want to step would, up and be a voice? I was me. Well, I, I
0: want to say like, I don't even think even at that time, like with me saying anything, I, my goal wasn't to you know step up and and be a leader on my team. I don't think that was that wasn't really my objective. But I think my objective was just to to put something out there, just to 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 voice how I stood and and uh, how I stand, and you know how I thought a couple of my teammates also felt uh, about everything. And it wasn't even you know about you know, just about what was going on within, you know, our football programs, just about what was going on in the world as a whole. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of just racial disparities that were going on, you know, just in, in our country and, you know, and then just what happened within our program just kind of just added into it. So I think it felt like I just had to put a statement out there that was pretty, you know, that, it, I mean, it was a pretty strong, it was definitely a pretty strong, <laughs> it was definitely a pretty yeah. strong statement. Um, but just to, just to voice my opinion and voice how I felt and voice how I felt like some of my teammates felt. And, you know, for those who didn't, you know, feel like they, who weren't, I don't want to say who weren't comfortable or didn't feel like they had a voice, but for those who didn't, who felt like they didn't really know what to say or put their words together, I kind of just, you know, just kind of summarize how, you know, the, over the conversations that I've had with people on, on our team and, and, you know, how I personally felt and how they felt and just putting all that together for, for that tweet that I put out. But, you know, my goal in that, it wasn't to to be a voice for our team or, you know, be a leader, but I mean, it eventually led into that and me gaining the respect from a lot of my teammates um, with that. Um, and so, you know, that was a, a lot of great positives, but at the end of the day, like I wasn't looking for any type of recognition or any type of, you know, leadership position or leadership role within my team with yeah. that, you know, just being me and, and, you know, just like, like I said, just just voicing how I feel and and, and how I felt at the time.
1: How, uh, I won't say how surprised were you by the response, but how I guess pleased or you know what was your reaction to the response because it was overwhelmingly positive from from mm-hmm. what I can remember. Yeah. Obviously, you were the ones you were the one yeah. that had the mentions and it, it, the tweet blew up. And did you think remotely that it was gonna get as big as as it did? It was so great. No,
0: I, I didn't think it was gonna get as big as I did. I, I you know I thought I was gonna get you know a couple couple like you know you know Iowa fans they yeah. they, they they do a great job of liking. it anything i could say hello and i could get a thousand likes on that i'm not saying that's a bad thing i love you yeah i love, yeah. I, love I love all the, i love all the fans um but you know just the the outpouring of support not even just from you know people in the state of iowa but i think you know i had people from other universities people around the country you know in support of, of what i said not and they didn't even know what was going on within our within our football program but i think you know just me as a person, and and me, you know, voicing how I felt. I think they were able to get behind it and support what I said. And I, I even had, you know, college college athletes from other programs, you know, who said they went through. You know, a lot of people, you know, uh, who said they went through, you know, similar things as me, and they, you know, felt like they had the, they were, they were now able to voice their opinions to their coaching staff, and you know. Sure. You know and, and tell their coaches and and you know how they feel about certain things and about certain situations so i think you know not even just being a positive and in our program but i think you know that message kind of helped and, and sprung forward a lot of conversations and a lot of different programs you know around the country from you know a lot of the messages that that i was getting a lot of the 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 responses that i was getting you know just not even you know on the on the actual tweet but like in my dms and in my messages um, a lot. I had a, a, a outpouring of, of of messages from a lot of different, you know, division division one athletes, division two athletes, NAI sure. NAI athletes, just telling me like, man, like you know, you you really helped me and help a, a lot of my teammates. You know, voice our opinions and want to talk to our coaches and, and tell them about what we need to do to change our program ourselves. And it was, it was it was honestly crazy. Like the the response that I got from that was
1: was insane. I wasn't
0: expecting that at all, for sure.
1: How did you guys keep the team together? I mean, obviously, you you, you talked about it a little bit during that season, but I think back to the transfer numbers. I think you had one guy who asked for his release in the national Letter of intent. I think there was one player that transferred. I think there was one recruit they didn't get, citing those allegations. And obviously, you know, from, from my vantage point, rightfully so. I mean, you can't. It, mm-hmm. You know, it was a very trying time, but it's amazing how you guys kept the locker room and kept the team together, at least from from our perspective. So, again, how, how would you guys really rally around together and really keep it keep it in house when things could have gone off the rails very, very quickly? Yeah, I
0: think, you know, just everybody on our team being receptive. I think, you know, we allowed you know, we had a whole lot of talks, a whole lot of, you know, communication between one another. I think, you know, whenever someone has something on their chest, you know, everybody actually took the time to listen because everybody, understood at that time that you know their experience at the university was different than what you know they were than the, what they experienced and when everybody was able to kind of put their feelings you know aside and and kind of what's the uh, is, is it sympathize or empathize with, with one another I think empathy, em- empathy. empathize yeah, yeah. Everybody, when, everybody on our team was able to empathize with one another and everybody was willing to listen and I think, you know, um, the events that happened that took place in 2020 outside of our program, I think that's what allowed our team to be able to come together and actually listen to one another um, with everything that was coming out with, every, with how everyone felt. I think all, all, all the events that took place in 2020 kind of helped that team stay together because it definitely could have been easy for you know, people on that team to just say, skip it, I'm out, I really I, I don't want to be in this program. Um, but the fact that we were able to kind of stay close knit—not like as a as players, not, not even you know talking on—not not even talking from you know talking with the coaches, but as players, we were able to come together close knit as a family and get to actually know one another, take the time to to actually hang out and and actually you know not just say that we're a family, but actually be a family and and, and take the time to just. You know get closer with one another, and I think that's you know, with the the meetings that we had, the conversations that we had, I think all of that helped. And I think that's what made that team so well, especially you know, in 2020 when we went 0 and 2. I don't think nobody in that locker room dropped their head, you know. You know, I was what I mean? just about to ask you about you that, know what I mean? yep. Like, when we went like, yeah, we 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 lost that first game to Purdue, and we that second game, you know, it was a really good game the Northwestern. Uh, we you know, we just didn't do what we need to do, but I think you know that six game span. Like we knew that as a team, we knew we were right there. Like you know, what I mean, like every like nobody yeah. like yeah, we lost those two games, but like we were still practicing. You know, especially in 2020, it was you no know, everybody knew that was a, like a COVID season. People we could have gave up easy, but you know we you know we were we were close knit as a family, especially like like you like like I've been saying, like everything that happened in 2020, we were so close knit. We all wanted to, to play for one another. We all want to fight for one another, and I think that's what led to that six game streak at the end at, during that during that COVID year. And what allowed us to be so good was just you know all of us wanted to play for one another. We weren't just playing for ourselves; we were just playing as a family. Especially all the negative talk that ha- that were that was being said outside of our building. You know, in, inside the building, it was all positive. We were all on one accord. We were all willing to fight. We all you we all we all loved each other, and, and that's what led to us. You know. Ending that season so well on such a hot streak. It's only a
1: kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all,
0: it's only pressure. You got this, Adidas.
1: Two more questions about this, and I got some lighthearted stuff. But, Kayvon, I guess the more I think about it, you talk about really becoming a family, which was that big transition. Not that you guys weren't before, but that extra yeah. kind of level. Did did COVID, as much of a pain in the butt as COVID was for everybody, I mean, obviously your schedule and restrictions were insane. And I mean, they just not from there insane at the time, but when you look back at how strict everything was, I mean, you guys, the only socialization you had was with your teammates. I mean, did COVID in some weird way really help you guys come together? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, yeah, because
0: I, I think during COVID, a lot of people a lot of people went home, but a lot of us actually stayed in Iowa City. And, you know, our, our strength staff, they dropped off, you know, whoever, if you had like a really nice size garage, uh, they dropped off weights at your garage. Like we, a lot of our teammates had, some of our teammates, I think three or four, three of our teammates in, in in the Iowa City area had rats in their garage, and and everybody would go to one of those places to work out. So, and then mm-hmm. you know with COVID, we weren't really working out facilities, so we would go work out. At the, we would go work out at, at, at a garage. We would go to the field together, and then we would just. I would. I remember we would probably hang out from the time we left the field probably to like three or four four o'clock in the morning, just, we'd be playing spades, playing Uno, playing Monopoly, sitting, talking, you know, just, you know, talking, just getting to know one another, just, you know, just conversate, just hanging out. And then we would get up the next day and do the same exact thing. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was, it was crazy. And it seemed like we were really the only ones in Iowa city too. A lot of people, like a lot of people went home. It, It felt like, it was really just us in iowa city and we were able to to really get to know one another and and hang out and continuously you know work out and and, and just really you know just get close and, and i think that really did help in you know us being a close-knit tight-knit family because we were able to just hang especially within football you know we were able to hang out outside of football i'm not saying i'm not saying that hanging out in football is is, is any different but you yeah. know when you are away from that environment you know the the conversations is different you know, what you're able to do is different. So, I mean, so it was definitely a, a way for us to come closer as, as as teammates and as people and as friends.
1: And I think me looking back at that season, you, you talk about you guys ripped off that six-game streak. The vibes are positive. And maybe this is the media side of me. I will be completely transparent about that. Maybe it's just my perception of it and thinking the big storyline of things. But I've called that game. I think you guys beat Michigan State. I mean, you, you walloped them, I think, for that year. sure
0: Destroy x so 49. Had lot, I, had, like, I
1: had a lot of friends on that team, so that was oh, that was so fun for me. That was, that was <laughs> so fun for me. I can't. That was so I, 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 and where I'm going with that is, I've called it one of Kirk Ferentz's most important wins of his career, mm-hmm. because of everything that happened in the summer, because of oh, the conversations you guys had, and I think if he, if you guys lose that game, I mean, I'll be straight up with you. I, oh, I thought things could have gone very quickly off the rails. Oh, most definitely. No, most I, yeah. I guess with your perception how big that was for you guys to really come back together and realize, mm-hmm. hey, we're still all in this together. We're still playing for something. Like the season's a blessing. Excited. Do you do you kind of agree that that game no, was a very significant one? I definitely. I don't. I don't know how significant. I
0: don't know how significant it was, but like looking back <laughs> on that, I think that definitely, that definitely was a, a very important game and, and just turning the tide and how our season, you know, kind of ended up going, especially with the way that yeah. we run. I think you know we were hitting, we were to, that we were playing, you know, lights out for, on all cylinders. And I think, and, and like you kind of said, I think we were playing lights out, you know, even in the first two games. I think you know we just had the every game comes down to you know maybe three or four critical plays. And I think you know those first two games we were just on the other side of those critical plays that led to us losing. So I, I, I think you know we all knew that. Like I said, I think we all knew just how good the team was. But we were just ending up on the wrong side of, of those of those plays. And I think in that Michigan State game, you know, we didn't even allow it to get down to that point. We were just clicking on all cylinders throughout that whole game. Offense, defense, special teams. I think we were all just hitting on one stride. I think, you know, that game kind of continuously drove into the next game and then went to the next game. Then it went to the next game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just – that that definitely did spark a little something within our team, you know, just being able to hit that hit that stride that we knew that we could hit and it just continued on throughout the rest of the season. For sure. It was like the
1: most anticlimactic ending of the season ever too because Michigan got COVID issues. Not I'm going to say Missouri bailed. Missouri bailed. They didn't want to play that game. That was a joke. I don't think Michigan wanted to play a season. But I, that's I – don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least they didn't accept a bull invite, send all the players home, not expecting get, to get COVID, and then put them all back. Yeah, like they didn't out. want to, they didn't yeah. want to play that game. Nah, uh so this is the kind of round this back out to this season. I remember talking to you after the South Dakota State game. I don't think I was recording. I think we were done with the interview. Uh-huh. Maybe I was, but it was about you know what play I'm about to bring up in the South? Oh, Coast the one State that game? should have been
0: the, the one that should have lost us the game. The big play that I got beat oh, on the move. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I was gonna ask you how much that kind of defined you really had because I I was talking to Kenny from the Des Moines Register the other day. I don't think I can remember you off the top of my head getting beat on another play this entire season. Mm-mm.
0: No. So what's so crazy is that um, after that play. I think our coaches like, you know, Tyler Parker, um, Justin Flood, I promise you every single week I got at least two to three double moves in practice and like to make sure that my eyes were always in the right place to make sure that that play would not happen again. Because every single, every single game, I promise you, I thought that play was coming back. And I'm honestly surprised that it didn't. Like, I don't think I've seen a double move. Like, honestly, have I? I don't think I've seen that. I don't think i seen that route another. I don't think I've seen that route again the rest of the year. But I was always ready for it. I promise you. Every single time that I thought, every single time I seen like my number two coming across the middle, I'm like, all right, listen. If you, go, if I see you take two steps and they slower, I'm, I know you're going up the field, and I'm ready for it. I was always mentally locked in. Like, all right, I gotta make sure I manage my receiver because so, if he breaks up field, I cannot allow him to touch because I have no help I, outside of me. Yeah, I have no help behind. me. So, yeah, I was definitely locked in and ready for any double move that came my way after that. But that was, but that was so, see, but no, I, what I don't understand is I knew they had that route, but normally, so I, I was watching film all week and I knew they loved the Dino route and they're gonna run it. I knew they're gonna run it maybe two to three times and then they're gonna do the double move because they love the trick plays. Yeah. So, the fact that that was their first time running it and he broke up field. That's what surprised me. Like I, I you know, I knew they, they liked to do the move, but the fact that they ran it off the first play, that you know what I mean? Like, and I haven't seen that route all game. I was completely appalled. And all I remember is I turned around and I was just praying to God. I'm like, please overthrow. I was I was running and praying, and I just didn't look over to the sideline because I knew Coach Parker was gonna, you know what I mean? I knew Coach Parker. <laughs> So I just, you know, just just, I just turned around, walked back, and I just looked, I just looked at the sideline, got the play, and I just didn't look at Coach Parker the rest of the drive. But that was honestly like that was that was crazy because they shouldn't have brought they, they weren't supposed to break it out that quick, they yeah. they were supposed to bring out
1: the double move that quick. But I was definitely ready for the rest of the year, though. I remember, I remember talking to you, and I was like, you didn't look over at Parker and you interrupting mid You're like, hell no, I didn't look over. at, Coach no, Parker. Not at all. You when you mess up, you don't you don't look at Coach Parker. You just let him you you you
0: you don't no, honestly, when you mess up, you don't even have to look up Coach Parker. You're gonna hear Coach, you're you're gonna hear <laughs> Coach Parker. With, it, with a with a stadium full of seventy thousand people, you can still hear
1: Coach Parker screaming at you on the sideline. I sure. don't think people realize how loud Coach Parker is because I remember the kids' day practices, the spring pr- game, we get oh, that's access the to. Time to That's the perfect time. To oh listen. my god, I love sitting behind him and just listening, especially like with the, young, with the young
0: guys out there when they're messing up.
1: Yeah, that's the perfect. Uh, time. So you delete you delete Twitter, but after the I don't know if you watched the national championship, but the first quarter they the broken coverage is all over the place. I literally oh. tweeted. I'd love to know how many swear words Phil Parker would be saying to his <laughs> DBs right now. Yeah, bro. When we mess up, you don't even really, like Coach Parker. Don't even let
0: us get to the sideline. He brings us yeah. up as soon as we go over touchdown. Coach Parker walks on the field and brings us up in the huddle. We don't even get. We don't even make it to the sideline. That's,
1: a, that's Jack, Jack Kerner's dad tweeted back at me, and he said, "You know what." He would say something like, you know what? It's my fault. I was the dumbass <laughs> who put right. you out there. It's my fault. I'm the one who got – I put you out there. It's my, it's my <laughs> it's not your fault. It's my fault. I thought you were prepared for it. That's my yeah. fault. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's like the ultimate gaslight. And it's just hilarious. Ghost no, Parker,
0: Parker is funny. Ghost Parker is a funny man,
1: man. No, but like I said, I think I, I seriously think that play really, I don't want to say defined your season, but that's what really springboarded the rest of your season. Because again, I don't remember you getting beat the rest of the year down the field. I know you aren't going to correct me one way or the other, but no. off the top of my head, yeah. Uh, so, Kayvon, I know we're, we're just going to kind of bounce around to a few topics here because I, I asked some people to uh, submit their questions, and if you want me to come back to them because they're too critical thinking, you want to think about for a second, I will. Right. What's your favorite? What's your favorite memory as a Hawkeye? It can be. It, let's go on the field and off the field. Mm, on the field, I would have to say definitely the end of the 2020
0: season, the Wisconsin game when we won. And everybody was doing, we were doing snow angels and everybody was having a good time, and especially the way we ended the season. We, we ended the season on the six game win streak. Uh, the locker room was crazy. Can, dang, can I get a tiebreaker actually? Yeah. Can I get a tie? Okay, that game in the Penn State game. That Penn State game last year, that was probably one of the craziest games I think I've ever been a part of. The stadium was crazy. Locker room was crazy afterwards. I mean, just the game itself and the way it panned out, that was probably – that was 100% probably, like, the, one of the, the best games I think I've been a part of. On the field – those are my on-the-field moments. Off the mm-hmm. field uh, – man, we'll probably have to be Big Ten Media Day. Big Ten Appreciate media
1: day. that. You got to spend so much time with me, yeah, right? That's spend why. I got so
0: much time with you and answer so many questions and just, you know, talk to you. It was That that definitely has to go down in memory. As well. One of my best moments, 100%.
1: I will say this though, and this is something I've told you off the record and on the record. But and I can speak for the media on this. I know how much we appreciate how candid you've always been throughout your entire career. Like people need to realize too. Like the more you're transparent and candid with us, like Mm -hmm. the more it helps us too. You know what I mean? Like
0: my thing is, you know, like it's not even. I I love talking to you guys because at the end of the day, y'all like. Y'all are just doing the way the way I go on the football field and do my job, all oh, y'all y'all just answering answering the questions that, that y'all want to get answered. Like it's not even that it's not even that big of a deal. Like you don't want to answer a question, like, you know what, man, I ain't gonna lie to you, I just don't want to answer that question. You know, it's not that big, yeah. deal. it's not that hard to to do that in my opinion. But but I, I know growing up doing interviews is something that I always was like thought was so cool. And that's why I really don't mind doing interviews. I always like, man, I always want to be the guy to get interviewed after games and, and talk to the media after games, stuff like that. And the fact that I get to do it, I think it's just so cool. So, like, when people, yeah. like – you know, when people, like, watch me do interviews, you know, maybe some kid is watching me, like, man, I want to grow up to be – I want to grow up to do what he's doing. So, that's kind of like why well, I don't
1: – I don't mind doing it. Bro. No, for sure. Like I said, I know I've appreciated – I think Iowa, for the most part, of the you know, your teammates if so you guys do a pretty good job, yeah, honestly. Because be I've, I've seen some – I've seen some – other schools' athletes. And I'm like, look, that's them. But I'm yeah. like, I'm grateful that like I don't have to do a story based off a sentence quote or yeah. like. <laughs> some people be some uh, people give
0: like one word answers
1: too. Like no,
0: yeah,
1: no. am like all right. It's like all right. Thanks. I'm just gonna yeah, like
0: yeah tip out about whatever.
1: Uh, what's your? Where are your favorite restaurants in Iowa City? Oh, uh, Monica's. I knew you. I literally knew I was about to mouth that. I knew you were about to say that.
0: <laughs> Monica's, Monica's is really good. I I I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't even know if they're they're probably not gonna see this, but their dinner chicken salad that like with, with French dressing, if they could just call that the capon, because that was like my go-to order every time I went there. They're probably not they're not gonna do that. But you know. <laughs> hint, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Uh but no, it's like, no, but Monica's is definitely, definitely a go-to hundred percent. Um grace I love grace uh, their their pizza I am not right before I left I got put hit to their chicken lit pizza like a buffalo chicken lit pizza wow so good shout out okay. grace uh bro it's so much I feel like I, I really I haven't been in Iowa City in so long I don't even remember where all I used to do I still have my app no I don't have my app anymore.
1: Okay. Turn back into a you've already turned into a beach bum, bro. How do you go from Michigan to Iowa to turn into a beach bum already? I don't, I don't know, man. Okay, um, let's <laughs> see. In Cedar, in,
0: okay, how about this? In Cedar Rapids though, there's this one place that it just recently closed down and I'm so sad. It's called Vivian's. It was, oh yeah. Cedar, oh my god, that place was so good. That place was that place was good. Um, it's a place in North Liberty called Sugar Peach Fish and Chicken. Uh, that place is really good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Shorts. Shorts is, gas, shorts is fire. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And, uh, what is it called? What is it called? That grocery store. That's right by Estella's. Estella's. They have this, uh, what's it called? The Buff. That's my go-to. The Buff. That burrito. That, that breakfast burrito. 100% yeah. my go-to. Bread Garden. That's I'm not gonna lie, but burgers are, their burgers are fire. Bread Garden burgers go crazy. I've, I've been, I think, I remember when I first had a Bread Garden burger, in, like my freshman year, and it was, I, I was so, I was so, I was downplaying it because I had to order from a kiosk. I'm like, there's no way this, this is about to be, yeah, fire. <laughs> boy, fire. <laughs> but I think that's probably that's about that's about it. That's about, that's about it. That's about it. I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know.
1: I what. Like <laughs> What player on the roster that has not played yet is going to be the biggest stud?
0: Um, I don't want to say I don't want to show favoritism because he's from <laughs> she because he's from Michigan. Oh, Cohen, I already know. I was yeah, Cohen. I, I, if if he if he continuously works in and continues to learn the game, I think Cohen has a crazy upside. Cohen and my and my and my young and my young dog Deshaun. I'm I'm not showing favoritism because they're from Michigan, you know, but um, but even Brendan, dang, all Michigan guys. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, but I but all three of those guys, I think have you know tremendous. Ups. I think Brendan Brendan is 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 a really good is a really good athlete. I think he's always he's willing to, but but Brendan as is a really good athlete, willing to learn. Um. Is you know starting to learn to become a student of the game, so I think all three of those guys from Michigan, you know, if they continue to work, they'll be really good.
1: I think you catch a lot okay, more crap. No here's well, here's my thing. I think you catch a lot more crap if you didn't name Michigan guys. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah honestly, I know okay. the Michigan boys they'll, are tight.
0: They'll they probably they'll probably text my phone like, you don't want to talk about me. Like, you don't want to talk about me <laughs> <laughs>
1: for real. Uh man, Uh this is interesting. Uh how thankful are you for Iowa to identify you as a prospect, a football prospect specifically? I'm, I'm hugely thankful. I think not even just Iowa, but I think Coach Park specifically, I
0: would like to thank um, Coach Parker because, you know, there's so many guys he could have recruited, you know, not even just in Michigan but around the country. I think the fact that he was able to identify me as, a you know, somebody who had the potential to, to turn into, you know, kind of what I am today – um, you know, without that that chance that they took on me, I would never be here. I'll, you know, I would never be in the position I am today. I would never have stepped foot on the University of Iowa campus without Coach Parker, you know, taking the time to actually recruit me um, and get to know me for, for the person I am and, and who I was, um, you know, back in high school. And I think, you know, I, I really can't thank him enough for, you know, him actually taking the time to actually allow me to develop. Because, you know, a lot of schools – if they don't get what they want out of you in the first, you know, one one or two years, it's like you're thrown to the wayside. But the fact that I was able to, to develop and, you know, he took the time to continuously uh, teach me the game of football, you know, I can't thank him enough for for what he's been able to do for me and, and what he's been able to do for not
1: just me, but my family and, and change my life. I know I'm about to get accused of brown-nosing you, Kayvon, but there's about t- – 30 comments on my thread about you that's like hey I have no questions I just want to thank Kayvon for being the ultimate (laughs) epitome of a leader person player and this is the comment I wanted to tell you and this is from a life a guy who's been a fan for 40 years he said I can't remember many players being talked about as glowingly by everybody as you so it's, it's it's very interesting you know from a Michigan guy who was a basketball prospect to come in and be one of the more memorable leaders on and off and productive on and off the field. Um, so I, I figured I'd throw that in there. And of course, everybody wants to know about Kirk Ferentz and I'm sure 99% of the stories you cannot say on this podcast, but uh, what's the funniest Kirk Ferentz story or the Kirk Ferentz story that sticks out in your mind? Hmm. You know, <clears throat>
0: He, talk, he does a lot of talking in our team meetings, and I really, like, it's not one thing that Kirk doesn't say. Like, he, I, I'm just, you know, what Kirk says within our team is what he says within our team. But he does say some funny things. I'm not going to lie, like, Kirk, like, he, like, he, he's, like, he's a pretty chill, you know, laid-back guy. But, like, he, he done said a couple surprising things within our team meeting that they caught, that they caught me off guard. Maybe, but yeah, he, he definitely said some funny things, though,
1: for sure. I've talked to a couple of former players. I will not out them, but I remember every year you guys get bowl eligible. He goes, like, okay, you think this is good? Like, we don't want to be bowl eligible. You're going to be happy <laughs> if we go to, like... <laughs> The pinstripe ball, like, oh, yay, cool. Season's (laughs) over. No. No, that was Uh, So give me – so give Iowa fans uh, a little bit of insight on your boy who is now officially an Iowa Hawkeye that you played AAU ball with. Was it Dijon Parker? Dejan Parker. Dejan Parker. Dejan,
0: that's crazy. That's so crazy because we, oh, bro, we literally played basketball together, and he's literally about to. I leave, and he goes to Iowa. That's, that's <laughs> honestly, it's, it's honestly surreal. I remember when he called me and said, like, "Yo, like, you're know, like, man, you, your coaches, your, your coaches hit me up, like, you know, like, you know, what, what, what you think I should do?" I was like, "You should, you know, take a visit and see what they're talking about. Like, you, like, yeah. you should take a chance to go out there." But, um. But, man, like, Dejan, man, he's a hard worker. You know, he's definitely going to give it, you know, 110%. I just – I actually talked to him a couple of days ago, and he was like, man, I can't thank Iowa enough for the opportunity. And, you know, when you hear a guy, you know, say say something like that, you know, you you just know that – especially because he's only going to be there for a year. I I know, um, especially from me playing basketball with him, you know, he's going to give, you know, Iowa everything that he has, you know, starting from, from, from day one. The, the day he steps on campus, you know, he's going to be – hundred percent committed to in the film room, just understanding the scheme, understanding the what he needs to do to be successful. Um, he's definitely gonna do all all he needs to do, especially because he wants he wants to be successful. He's he he's he's a, a hard worker. He um, you know, he's another Michigan guy. You know, us Michigan guys, you know, we just find a way to be successful on and off the field. So I think he's definitely going to have a, a huge I, – I personally think that he's going to, you know, find a way to have an impact on, on this 2023 team. I think he's going to have a very successful, you know, year being in Iowa for sure.
1: And this is – again, I know I'm going topic, topic. You're killing No, you're me. good. Uh, you know, with, we, we talked about NIL a little bit earlier. Has mm. NIL been a big factor in the locker room? Has it – you know, yeah. is there is there any inkling of, like, trying to – is it trying or is it just pretty much, like – Get no, your bread if you get the bread, uh, you know whatever. It's honestly,
0: it's honestly, get your get your money for real, for real. Well, I say swarm does a swarm does a good job of you know giving the opportunities to everyone as well. So it's just not like you know oh that person only getting that for time, that person only getting this. So it's just like you know we all everybody on the team pretty much has equal opportunity to trying to get their money. So I don't really think you know it's really any like issue for real of and especially and honestly. I think within our program, you know, NIL is something that's really I I, want to say really going to really get a a jump start within, you know, the Iowa program this year. Not just football, but, you know, throughout all the kind of all the sports. So I I really, you know, can't comment on how it's going to go. I can't comment on how it's going to go forward. You know, no no idea. So like but but this past year, it really wasn't an issue within our within our locker room for sure. But I know I've, I've heard I've heard stories in other places where it definitely become an issue where people, you know, kind of get mad at other people for money they're making or and stuff like that. So there's no telling how it's going to go in the future, though, Kind
1: of a two part question here as we kind of wrap this up. And again, I appreciate all the time. Uh how much as a player do you actually help recruit when guys get on campus? Is the first the first question. What do you mean um, like now that I'm gone? like when guys are on visits, like how much do you actually actually like try to push them to Iowa or just really help recruit or do you just kinda of be like, hey, this is how it is. Like
0: Yeah, I'm about to say me me personally, whenever I recruit a guy, I don't I, I, I personally I don't like to to push them to come. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of just, you know, I talk about the school, I talk about, you know, uh, you know, like what's the I I, I especially I, I most I feel like I mostly got guys from Michigan or I mostly got DBs and things like that. But I I never push Iowa. I never try to force Iowa down a recruit though because at the end of the day, that's that's their decision. I want them to be happy with a decision that, that what they make because I would hate for to bring somebody somewhere where they don't want to be after being here for a year. Like you have to want to go to a school. You can a school can't force you to come. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. I, don't, I don't try to force feed lies and tell them like it's going to be like this or or things like that. Um, I, I'm I'm completely honest with with every person that I've ever can come in contact with when it comes to when it comes to recruiting and things like that um you know I'm I'm so like when every any questions that they had or anything that they want to talk about I was you know I was a pretty much an open book for them and you know and I think honestly I think my success rate with recruits is actually pretty <laughs> I, I have a pretty good success rate um but yeah my but the but the way I kind of talk to recruits I'm honestly just an open book for them and you know if they have any questions or or talk want to talk about the university or you know want me to be honest with them about about anything, I'm I'm completely and, and utterly upfront about them because if they do come, i I, I want them to be comfortable in their decision. I, like, like, like I said, yeah. I, you know, when I committed to the University of Iowa, I committed because of me, not because of something that somebody said or or how they do things. It was because I wanted to because I wanted to come in. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's something that that I kind of like tell the truth. Like, you know, if you're like I, I, I like I tell the truth, like you know, just because your mom and dad want you to go somewhere, that don't mean you need to. You need to go there. You know, I know this might be closer, sure. to come, but you don't have to go there if you don't want. To, you don't want to go there. Like if you feel more comfortable going somewhere else, be my guest and go somewhere else, and be happy with 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 where you go. Because at the end of the day, like that's your decision, and and your path is your path. You don't let nobody else, you know, kind of guide your guide where you where you feel like you need to go.
1: So Kayvon, again, I appreciate all the time, dude. I know, again, I I think back to all the interviews I've done with you. And as you and I, again, you know, the professional relationship and all that develops, it's been really funny, I think, at times, because people ask questions, you and I kind of look at each other. I can't tell you how many times, like, we've interrupted a a question. You answer any because I start laughing, and then you just start laughing. Like, it's it's happened so many times. (laughs) Yeah, I swear. Uh, sure. but no, nah, man. I was really looking forward to this. I'm I'm grateful that you uh, took some time, uh, your busy schedule, to do it. I'll give you the platform if you want to shout out your socials. I know your Twitter is deactivated right now. Tell Iowa fans well, the, give a message the, when they, Iowa they, fans tell they're them they're what not, they want to look out for. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yada. Yeah, take, well, take your floor, bro.
0: You know, well, you know, shout out, shout out. My Twitter is at k a e b z 2 Is I deleted the app, so like I I really won't see if any of y'all follow me, but you know, you can still get my follower count up. You know, you can follow me on Instagram at Kweather26. I'm about to delete that soon. I actually have like I have to do another the only reason I haven't deleted Instagram is because I have to do actually another interview. So sorry, but yeah, I have to actually do another interview. So I'm trying to, you know, stay in communication with people. And but that's gonna get that's gonna get deleted soon. Um you can't follow me on Snapchat, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> David, you can, but, you know, I, I can't have a lot of random Iowa fans follow me on Snapchat. That's, I feel like that's a little bit more personal. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, if you find a way to find me, you follow me. But I'm not going <laughs> to get information out. You um, follow me on TikTok, you know, kweather26. You can follow me on TikTok, too. Um, I don't post a lot of TikToks, but I have TikTok up there if you want to go watch them. Um, oh, shout out, shout out my brother, he just, uh, his artist, uh, Baby Tron, just dropped an album. Actually, not, uh, today. It's called Ben Reaper Three New Testament. Y'all should okay. go. Y- y'all should go listen to it. That's my brother's artist. He was just on the XXL, you know, hip hop, uh, XXL uh, freshman list this, patch, this Okay. Patch. Yeah, man. So he he, legit. That's like my favorite artist right now. But um, but that's why yeah, you I have to, You have to send me that link. I got you. I got you. You know, maybe I, I feel like a lot of people don't like the Detroit sound, though. You know, you'll have, you have to get a feel for it. You got to tell me how you, how, how, how you like it.
1: You know my hip-hop. You know my hip-hop, yeah, you know my I, hip-hop list, bro. Yeah. I'm the
0: one tweeting about Pop Smoke for every basketball game. Like, I got, you, you. I got you. I got you. I definitely, I definitely uh, get to you the link. All right.
1: Everybody, go follow Kayvon. Cave Kayvon, Cave I appreciate you, dude. Thank you for taking time, man. Thank you, man. I about to say, if you want
0: to do this again, you know, closer to – you know what would be a good time to do this? Maybe like after the draft or something, like right before the draft. I got like, you. Are you
1: feeling? That would be pretty. That would be pretty. That would be pretty dope. I can't lie to you. I got. I got you, bro. We'll, we'll rock it.
0: Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So yes you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus,
1: official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.